Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Faith Focus Weekly Discipleship Podcast. My name is Kevin Rognes, and I'm the Discipleship Director here at Faith Covenant Church. As always, we're very grateful for you to take some time out of your day to either watch or listen, whether on YouTube or any of the major podcasting platforms. Um, we would love it if you would subscribe, leave a review. Any of those things really help to build the audience for this and just make it more a more robust resource. I also encourage you to send in any questions or comments to my email address. It's listed below in the description area of the podcast. That would be really helpful for me so I know what kind of content do you like and what uh, do would you need this to be. So I want to hear from you as to what we can do to make this the best possible resource for you. Lately, we've been going through a uh, series on objections to Christianity and how do we respond to some of these objections. Maybe these are objections that you have yourself, or maybe these are objections that you're encountering in the people around you, um, neighbors, family, friends, whatever it may be. Um, We hope that this is just a resource for you to be able to say, okay, how do I think through some of these objections and how do I respond to that? So today, I'm excited to be joined by Pastor Char. She's our Care and Connect pastor. And um, she's going to help us tackle some different or some difficult subjects today because today we're talking about suffering, suffering. and evil and why do these things <laughs> exist. So um, we're just going to jump right in and start asking some of these questions. So why is there evil? Why is there evil? <laughs> I it's, was not actually, a, it's not a small question. It's not a small <laughs> question. I was actually talking about this question um, with somebody who is not from the church just a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about love and and free will. And why why is there evil? Well, God gave us free will. He created us and didn't gave, created us with the, cho- with the ability to choose to love him back or not, to choose to obey him or not, to choose to be in relationship with him or not, to choose to follow his ways or not, mm-hmm. and that's a, necess- a necessary part of love. It wouldn't be love if there wasn't free will, because we'd all be robots if we didn't have a choice. Right. So because of that, because God gave us a choice, because he loves us, um, we can choose not to follow God. We can choose to disobey. We can choose to live a selfish, selfish life. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how sin entered the world, and that's why there is evil mm-hmm. in the world, um, yeah. because, because God loves us. Yeah. And so it's kind of the counterpoint of love is, you know, we can't really have love without choosing it. Otherwise, like you said, we're just yeah. programmed with yeah. it. Yeah. So you have to have the door open to both for right. love to exist. Yeah, yeah. If my husband loved me because he had to love me, was told he had to love me, that wouldn't feel great. I mean, right. think of your, your friends or your family members if they loved you only because they had to and they didn't have any other choice. That wouldn't feel like love. Right. You know, love, when someone chooses to love you, then it feels like love. Mm-hmm. But it also can hurt deeply Yeah. if somebody chooses not to love you. Very deeply. So that's, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then along similar lines then, why, so if that's why evil exists, why does suffering exist? Why is there suffering? Yeah, because there's evil. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as sin entered the world, um, when Adam and Eve chose to be selfish and chose to, to set their own course and to disobey God, then then the world became broken, and it's been broken ever since. Mm-hmm. So there's brokenness in the world, and we don't live forever. Our bodies decay and our bodies die. 100% of people who are born will die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's one thing we all have in common. We'll die because our bodies will break down, and there are things in the world that are not as God designed them to be and intended them to be because the whole world 
is broken. Yeah. So then that there jumps into one of the questions that Christianity often receives is, if God is so good and so powerful and so loving, why doesn't God just stop this suffering that we're experiencing or the evil that we're experiencing? Yeah. Well, Can't God do that? Isn't God all powerful? He kind of did. He kind of... <laughs> Say more. <laughs> so some people have, have summarized scripture as telling the story from creation to new creation. Mm -hmm. So there's creation and the fall in the first couple of chapters of the entire scripture. And then everything all the way to the very end of the book of Revelation, which is the last book, is tells about God's redeeming of us, pursuit of us, and God's moving towards recreation where all things will be made new. But we're, we're in this middle, in this middle ground. Um, so in this middle, we know, well, okay, so then Jesus comes. So a whole New Testament is about, is about Christ, and God has been trying to, to bring redemption and to redeem us and to restore creation. Mm -hmm. And we just kept saying, yeah, okay, no thanks, no thanks, yep. and disobeying all the way through. So then um, God sent his own son mm -hmm. to come to earth as a human to live among us, fully God, fully man, and then died to take on all the sin that ever has been and ever will be to make that way for us to be one with God and to end suffering. So... So that's a long-winded, <laughs> long-winded, but um, because of what Christ did on the cross, it's possible for all of us who put our, put our trust in Christ to, to enter this new creation and to live perfectly without any suffering for all of eternity. Mm -hmm. So that day will come, yeah. and it's been promised, and the work has already happened in the cross, but we're living in this in-between time because we're not to the culmination of it yet. Mm -hmm. So how do we handle evil and suffering then in that in-between time? Yeah. What do we do with that? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble. Yeah. But take heart because I have overcome the world. Yeah. So we're told that we will experience suffering. Everybody in in this on this planet who's ever lived will either either has experienced suffering, is experiencing suffering, or will experience suffering. Yeah. That's just common to human the human condition and to life in a broken world. Um, but we know that ultimately and for all of eternity We'll be beyond that. We'll live without that mm -hmm. forever. So in this, again, in this in-between time, we're living in a sinful, fallen creation. But we do know it's temporary. It's all we know right now. Yeah. Um, but it is temporary in the, in the span of eternity. So there's comfort you can take in that. It doesn't mean that the pain necessarily goes away or that you're not sad when you lose a loved one. Those things happen. Yeah. Um, but we can face them in the light of eternity, which is still dangling before us. Yeah. So something you just said there prompted another question for me because I know for, I, I've seen some Christ, uh, Christians say that like, oh, because of Jesus, everything's fine. So just don't worry about it. And like there is scripture that says, don't worry. Mm -hmm. But sometimes there's a focus on just ignoring pain or ignoring suffering because eventually it's going away. Is that a Christian response to the pain that we're experiencing in the here and now? I would say no. no. Why? Because, because it's real. Because pain is, is real. Like your, your three-year-old, when they lose a toy or stub their toe, they cry or mm -hmm. they're sad or they, a friend says something unkind and that hurts. And you, don't, you wouldn't dismiss your child and say, oh, get over it, or that's not a big deal. Right. Because to, to your child, it's a really big deal at the moment. And we have to validate that and acknowledge that. Yeah. And the, those examples, just they change as we get older. Mm -hmm. um, but things that are hard for me um, are hard for me today. Yeah. 
things that are hard for you are really hard. Yeah. And we need to acknowledge that. And that's okay. It's okay. Jesus wept. Jesus yeah. cried. He Multiple was, times. Yeah. He was beside himself with grief. Yeah. <laughs> acknowledged that. Brought it before the Lord and found comfort in the presence of God. Um, talked to his father. And we get to do the same. And we get to walk alongside other people in the middle of their suffering and just be a comforting presence yeah. with them, but it's not helpful to ignore the suffering or to diminish it. Right. Well, and something you just said too, um, you were talking about, you know, my pain is my pain and your pain mm -hmm. is your pain. Um, people experience pain and suffering in different ways too. Yeah. What's difficult yeah. for me may not be difficult for you or not as difficult for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. how do you respond when someone says, oh, that's not a big problem, get over it? You know, or that's not as big of a problem as what I've been through so much worse, or you could have it worse. Is how, What's a Christian way to yeah. respond to that? Our small group was just talking about this really? on Saturday. We were talking about worry. Okay. That was exactly our topic, and that's ex we talked about exactly that. And it's not helpful. A few things are going through my head. So it's not helpful to say that to somebody, for, right. for example. Yeah. Um, we all have a, I can't remember what the phrasing was, like a worry thread, I think it was. Mm -hmm. So... Something that keeps me up at night, um, literally or figuratively, something that keeps me up at night, that thing might not, I mean, you'd be like, why? That's not a deal. Um, yep. And vice versa, something that would keep you up at night might not be a, a big deal to me. But there's usually those things that keep you up at night or that you tend to worry about or fret about. There's a root to them. Mm. There's a reason that thing is a big deal. The thing that keeps me up at night above all other things, I know what that is and I know why. By the way, if you hear grumbling, that's just thunder outside. It's not my stomach. <laughs> yeah. Or mine. It, it that's is, thunder. It so. is thundering. I have out. no idea if these mics pick that up or not, but if it did, that's what it is. They're so. just anyway. a big thunderclap. Yeah. So I have I have a something that bothers me or worries me or concerns me or makes me really sad. And there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. And because of something that has happened in my life, you know, whatever. Um, but we all have those things. Yeah. So we just, we do better to acknowledge that your thing is different than my thing and that's because your life is different than mine yeah. and the things you've experienced are different than what I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. Another analogy that I, I don't know if I read it somewhere or heard it somewhere and maybe you've seen the same thing, um, but an individual's person or capacity for pain is like a plate. So some people have a really small plate and so if you put a little bit on the plate, that's really painful for them because that's maxes out the plate it maxes out their pain capacity um and so sometimes it can be hard to interact with some of those people because something that would seem relatively trivial to me or to another person mm -hmm. is really painful and it sounds like they're just exaggerating a circumstance mm -hmm. well they maybe just have a smaller plate and we yeah. need to recognize that and validate that because you know for what their plate is that circumstance is really hard yeah yeah and some people, we're all wired real differently, yeah. and some people are feelers, mm -hmm. and they just cry real easily or feel things real deeply, um, yeah. and other people just don't. It doesn't mean that they don't care. Right. They just process things differently and don't feel as deeply, so they might seem like they're being insensitive to something or seeming like they are just, like, hard, mm -hmm. um, but they just experience things differently and process things differently. So even those different responses, you know, the thinkers might be obsessing up here where you can't see it. Well, the feelers are very all over them. You can see yeah. that, they're, that they're experiencing. And also some people 
have grown up um, give, being given the message that it's not okay to share, show your feelings. Mm, so yeah. some people, even though they want to feel something or they do feel something, it gets stuffed inside and then might come out sideways in anger yeah. or bitterness or an unhealthy behavior. So things come out yes. some way or another. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Whether you like it or not, it's right, going right. to get out there somehow. Yeah. They yeah. say hurting people hurt people. Mm, yeah. So if you're... If, if someone's being real snippy around you often, probably there's something painful inside them that yeah. they just haven't worked through. Yeah. Yeah. So um, if God loves us, if God is a God of love, why doesn't God just stop the suffering for us? Yeah. Sometimes he does. Yeah. Yeah. Miracles still happen today. Mm -hmm. um, God speaks words of comfort. Um and words of hope and brings people into your life at just the right moment to say just what you need to hear or to make the call exactly when you need a friend. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes God does that, yeah. but not always. And the, re the answer to that is we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Why do, why do healthy young people drop dead of a heart attack with yeah. no warning? And somebody else who has smoked for 70 years lives into their 90s. Yeah. Um, we don't know. There's, the world is broken, and our bodies are broken, and um, we, we don't have the answers for all of that. Well, and I think it's another thing that's important to remember along those lines is, uh, I'm almost losing my train of thought, uh, when, when those things don't happen, when um, God does allow a pain or a suffering and doesn't stop it, even if we pray for it, we don't always know what it does mean, but we can know some things it does not mean. It does not necessarily mean that the person is less faithful. Right. It does not mean any number of those things. What would you say to that? Um, yeah, well, if you, and I've sat with people who have prayed for healing and think, mm -hmm. well, I prayed for healing and my loved one is going to be healed. And then the loved one dies. Yeah. Well, what do you do with that? You know, if, if God is, is your genie, <laughs> in a bottle where you ask him this and God does this, then God responds to you and is obedient to you. And that's just not the way it works. No. We, I think of prayer as three different sections where you, you ask God honestly, honestly and specifically for what you want. He knows anyway. Right. So just say, God, this is what my heart's desire is. I am asking you specifically for this. Mm -hmm. And then, and a lot of times that's more for us to be able to identify what is it that I'm yeah, wanting. Right. And then to be able to check that against, is that a thing I should want? <laughs> right, right, right. And then the second part is, um, is trust is saying your will be done. Mm -hmm. The second piece, this is what I want, God. But above that, I'm going to submit that to your will because what I really want is for your will to be done. And then the third part in prayer is prepare me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> prepare me for what's going to happen because what I want might be what's going to happen. But ultimately, I want your will to be done. And your will, for whatever reason, I will never understand this side of eternity, no. may not be that. And so prepare me then to receive whatever, whatever you have mm. and whatever will happen with this. And that's a hard piece because if, yeah. do if you don't do that, then it's all about, I want to get what I want, and you need to give me what I want. Yeah. And God is way bigger than that. Sometimes, <laughs> I mean, the answer to prayer is sometimes God says yes, sometimes he says no, and sometimes he says wait. Yeah. And 
I can I can deal with a no better than I can deal with the weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some things we will never understand, and mm -hmm. that's okay, and that's actually good because those of us who trust in God know that God has the best yeah. in mind. Yeah, yeah. It can be hard to wait for that, though. <laughs> yeah, and God doesn't. I mean, He grieves when we suffer. It's not that He says, "Oh, you'll be fine. It'll be okay in eternity. Once you get to heaven, it'll all be fine." Yeah. He grieves. When we grieve, he cried when his friend Lazarus died. Yeah. He feels he feels pain um, when we're suffering. God is suffering with yeah. that. He we read that in scripture. Yeah. So he's not flippantly going, "Oh, you'll be fine." Yeah. You know, he feels too with us, but he also knows I'm here. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm walking with you. I'm present with you. My peace I leave with you. Mm -hmm. um, and we are not walking alone. So he gives us his Holy Spirit and his word, and he gives us other people. He gives us friends, brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. Well, that a lot of, the, of that there just answered the next question I was oh. going to ask. Is, <laughs> where is God when we are suffering? God is with us. He is um, right there. With us in a variety of ways, with the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. with other people, like you said. Are there other ways that you would say God is with us amid suffering? Well, he's with us in his word. So stay connected to God's word. Dive in even closer when you're suffering. Yeah. Even closer. Um, even if you might be mad at God, that's when you get closer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't pull away. Get closer. Um, worship. Listen to worship music. Um, go to church. Surround yourself with, with truth tellers, with people who are speaking the truth of Scripture into your life and who will pray for you. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes people pray for us when we don't have... We know the Holy Spirit prays for us when we don't have the words. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people do that too. Yeah. We have people that walk alongside us who are able to pray for us when we're not strong enough to pray for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So there's some of that, you know, journaling for some people yes. helps. <laughs> um, exercising can help um, just clear the mind and center us to, um, there's a lot of, a lot of ways to know that God is near. Yeah. Another question that I had while we were talking is uh, people who may object to this or struggle with this area of believing in God when there's still evil and suffering, mm -hmm. they may also ask the question of when I'm experiencing suffering or evil or someone I know is, is that a consequence of something they did? Did I do something to deserve this pain or this suffering? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the answer is sometimes... If you rob a bank <laughs> and the police catch you and put you in jail. You're suffering a just and consequence. Yeah, there's, you know, if you if you say something really unloving to somebody and they um, suffer greatly because of that and then maybe make some choices and then you feel bad. I mean, there's there are human consequences mm -hmm. to poor choices that we sometimes make that can cause us to suffer. And that's another, probably another topic for another sure. day. You know, that's self-forgiveness. You know, how do you receive, ask God for forgiveness and then uh, uh, forgive yourself too and right. receive God's forgiveness. Um, but yeah, sometimes our suffering is self-imposed. <laughs> and sometimes it's not. Right. You know, the Bible makes very clear, like there was the example of Jesus healing a man who was born lame from birth. And Jesus mm -hmm. very clearly says, this guy didn't do anything to deserve this, neither did his parents. Because mm -hmm. that's what the culture surrounding him was saying about him. So sometimes it's a consequence, sometimes it's not. Right, and that's, right. It's really hard. It's almost, it's almost harder to deal with it when it's not a consequence of anything because then it just seems random. Right, right, right. I was talking to that. It was reminding me there's somebody that I knew years ago who had adopted a child. They, could, they had infertility issues and they mm. were unable to have a child of their own, so they adopted a child from another country. 
um, unknowing, unbeknownst to them, this child had a lot of medical mm. um, medical issues of a variety of nature, of variety of things, and they so it was a it was a challenge to raise this child, and this child is now an adult and will never live independently. And and the dad said to me, I think when the child was like upper high high school age said, if we knew then what we know now, we never would have brought this child home. But I'm so glad we didn't know because mm, yeah. he has been the greatest gift wow. to our family and greatest gift to us. And we've seen God's love in ways we never would have before. So, you know, sometimes it's in suffering that you see God more clearly, yeah. <laughs> which doesn't always make sense mm. if you haven't experienced it. But I trust him that he experienced that. Yeah. Yeah. So then kind of to kind of bring some of all, of all of this kind of together. So if someone approaches you and says, um, or maybe not approaches you, but during conversation, they say something like, I can't believe in a God who would allow suffering or pain or evil to exist in the world. Um, therefore, I can't accept Christianity. Um, a lot of these things that we've talked about would be things to respond. But what's a way to kind of tie some of this together? Mm. Well, I think our God is the only God that I am aware of who who volunteered to suffer mm, among yeah, us. Yeah. So we have a God who knows suffering firsthand. Our God took on human flesh and suffered in ways I will never suffer, spiritually, physically, emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> I will never suffer like Jesus suffered, ever. Yeah. So God voluntarily took that on to identify with us in greater ways than any of us will ever suffer mm-hmm. um, and taking on the weight of all the sin of the world that I mean there's a weight that it mind-blowing I can't even can't even imagine that so that I mean that's what would be my first response is we have a suffering God who's mm. very familiar with that and understands that and can yeah. identify with that yeah. well I, I like that you said that like no other you know, conception of God has that, really. That's very unique to Christianity. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, part of what I would respond with, too, is that Christianity offers a better framework for understanding evil and suffering than I know of, Mm -hmm. you know, outside of Christianity. I I don't know what, um, like, what Muslim or Jewish or um, Buddhist or Hindu conceptions of of pain and suffering would entail, but from what I know, Christianity has the most robust understanding of that. Yeah, yeah. And also, um, so Jesus preached more than anything else about the kingdom of God. Yeah. He came to announce the beginning of the, the kingdom of God in part now in full when there's a new heaven and a new earth um, for eternity. But that kingdom of God now means that those of us who are walking with God get to walk in this life differently than people who don't know God mm. walk in this life. So you and I walk through life in a different, on a different path than someone who doesn't know God walks. Yep. So we will experience suffering, all of us, but we're on a path where God is present. So what that means is even now, before eternity, we walk through this life differently and with hope and with joy and with peace, even in the middle of suffering, that people who don't know God they don't have that. Right. They're walking through life with suffering and grief and pain and loss and all kinds of hardship, but they don't have anything. Mm-hmm. They don't have anything right. <laughs> that really can make a difference. So even now, it's we walk through life differently. Yeah. And praise God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one more thought that I have on this too is that a lot of time 
well, this is a really big question mm -hmm. that hopefully if someone asks this of you or if this is something you're wondering about yourself, um, hopefully you give space for a, a larger conversation because this is not a right. quick, easy, pat thing to respond to. It, it There's a lot of conversation needed in this area. And with, I mean, all the things that we're doing in this series, um, there's not a quick, like, Oh, here's the one Bible verse that points you that explains this all the way. Like, right, right. It, no, this is not easy. You know, if someone comes up to you who's maybe not a believer or who's struggling with faith, um, asks this of you, I hope that you have, uh, or hope that you're able to invite that person into a larger conversation because mm -hmm. it's not a quick answer. And right. it shouldn't be. Right, right, right. Yeah, God's word is full of stories of people who suffer greatly um, all, the, all the way through from... Genesis to Revelation, people suffer, and we get to, we have the benefit of reading their stories and mm -hmm. seeing how that worked when they walked with God, when they didn't, how God showed up in miraculous ways, or people died, and we get to see all of that and get a bigger picture of where God is yeah. in all the suffering, but the Bible's super honest. It's normal <laughs> people like us yeah. who sometimes made really terrible mistakes and <laughs> suffered greatly, maybe because of their own <laughs> choices or somebody else. Yeah innocently or or whatnot but yeah no. that's a gift too one thing part of what you know when you're reading stories in the bible of people who suffered part of what i find comfort in is that like so often the circumstances that we're facing in the world seem new and scary and big but the more i read the bible i'm like no nah, this has all happened before and that i mean it doesn't just be like oh now everything's fine but it makes me go okay God has seen this unfold a bazillion times, and God is still God. Mm -hmm. I can have yeah. peace in that. This situation is nothing. It's maybe new to us today, or maybe it's new to me, but it's nothing that humanity hasn't experienced and that mm -hmm. God hasn't been God over. Yeah, yeah. I can't think of the reference, but um, you, you'll know the verse if I'm not quoting it exactly. No temptation has seized you mm. except that which is common to man. Yeah. Um, but God is faithful and will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Yeah. So basically, there's nothing new under the sun. The yeah. temptations we face, people thousands of years ago faced also. Yep. <laughs> they just looked a little differently, Yep. but ultimately they're the same. Yeah, and that gives me, like, <laughs> I get so anxious lately with just stuff in politics and world events, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this all seems very terrible. And it is, it is terrible, but it's not unheard of. Yeah. It's nothing that God hasn't seen and that, I'm just like, okay, if I'm trusting God, God's dealt with this before. Yeah, yeah. I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. Somebody said to me early on in the pandemic, this isn't God's first pandemic. And I was like, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, this isn't the God's Black first Death war. This the 1400s. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think of Not to minimize what COVID was. But. Right, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you know, Pascal's Wager. I've the, heard of it. I can't remember what it is. The, um, the thought is that... What do you have to lose by mm. choosing to follow God? Like, so I walk through through life choosing to follow God, choosing to believe the Bible is God's word and it's true and following and obeying and all of that. So what if I die and it's and none of it is true? True. I haven't lost What anything. have I lost? <laughs> yeah. But you have everything to gain yeah. by considering Throughout. the truth of Scripture and by, by wondering and by reading and by talking to God and saying, are you, really, are you here? And is that... You know, or finding a finding a Christian and talking with them. You have nothing to lose. Right. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great note for us to end on. So 
Thank you so much, Char, for joining us today. And yep. uh, thank you all for joining us. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please let us know. Thank you very much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.